It is nearing the end of January, which signifies the main push for both men's and women's basketball teams. For the men, they must keep pace with the conference leaders and with the Southland Conference title in striking distance. Now, normally, being a game out of first place would be the time when I would look at the schedule for both us and the teams we're chasing to see who matches up with the weaker teams in conference. But this year in the Southland Conference, anybody can beat anybody, and we've seen that throughout the season. So the key point right now for the Demons will be to get consistency and play to their best level. For the Lady Demons on the flip side, they need to find consistency down the stretch after a really rough 0-2 week. We're going to talk about this and more, uh, but first a quick word from our sponsor. We're going to start off today talking about men's basketball. Demons take on Houston Christian tonight. Now, at first glance, the Huskies is 7-13 overall, 4-3 in conference play, do not seem like a strong team. However, I would caution that Houston Christian is much better than many are giving them credit for. The Huskies, much like Nichols, pose a significant threat to the Demons in that they have a healthy mix of outside shooting combined with a strong inside threat. Now, unlike Nichols, I find... Houston Christian is a bit more aggressive on offense. They will attack the paint a little bit more. While I find Nichols kind of likes to spread it out and get their shooters open, uh, the Huskies uh, make no doubt about it. They like to get inside, force your guys to challenge them, and hopefully get your, your guys into foul trouble. So it's something we're going to have to watch. The player who concerns me the most on the Husky squad is six foot 10 inch center Bonky Maring. Bonky Maring is an old school type center. He reminds me of those great centers of days bygone, uh, such as Robert Parrish, Shaquille O'Neal, Stanley Roberts, uh, that type of center that just comes in with athleticism, will pretty much bully you inside the paint, back you down, and then just kiss it off the glass or dunk it in on you. Uh, and he likes to use his physicality to do just that. Very, very impressive player if you watch him. And not only that, besides being 6'10", and besides being a very uh, big physical presence, he's also very athletic. So on the defensive end, it's the same way. You want to come in on him, he likes it. He loves to get that contact and then reject you into the next uh, about five rows into the bleachers. He is just a really explosive player. In the upset against Corpus Christi, he was 8 of 9 from the field from 16 points. Likewise, he put up impressive stats against McNeese where he was 11 of 15 for 20 five points and against UNO where he was 12 of 14 for 24 points. With a guy like him, you can't let him just sit in the paint and you can't let them just feed him the rock over and over because he's going to do that with great success. And unfortunately for the Demons, I don't see anyone that can really shut him down one-on-one. -on -one. The player I am looking to step up in this one is Jordan Wilmore. Now, Wilmore is one of the few in the Southland who can match him up physically uh, with Maring. Wilmore in limited minutes for Demons I think has shown glimpses of being a great player. What I like to see in this game and going forward throughout this game, not only this game but the rest of the season and his career, is I'd like to see him get a bit more physical and aggressive against the Huskies. And against a guy like Maring, you know, I know they're going to attack Wilmore. And Wilmore, it feels sometimes watching him play that he doesn't want to commit the foul, that he's almost not wanting to get too physical. Uh, with this game, I would say, man, let loose. It's okay if you get four or five fouls. That's okay. Uh, be yourself. And, you know, there's times when Jordan Wilmore, when he comes up, 
and you could see just those glimpses, much like I mentioned with marrying of Shaquille O'Neal, of Stanley Roberts, of Robert Parrish, those types of guys. You could see that with more also where he can be really assertive at times. And if he can just get that confidence to do that more and more often, to get more and more aggressive, I think it'll help. And against a guy like Marion, I think for Whitmore, it's going to put that spotlight on him. Like, look, this is a big center. There's no one else on our team that can match him. It's on you. So great challenge for Jordan Wilmore. And I think Wilmore has the tools to take this challenge head on. And I'm really intrigued and really interested to see how this matchup plays out throughout the game. And of course, we play them again, as I'll get into in a second. But in addition to Wilmore and Maring, we're going to have to play physical and discipline defense. I find a lot of our defensive problems come out of our rotations. Uh, we'll send help for one player only for someone else not to take that rotation around to cut off that passing lane. It'll leave someone open, either inside via a cut or a wide open three-pointer. Our zone defense in the last two games I thought looked really good. I'd like to see us work the zone a little bit more against Houston Christian, kind of clog up that paint and prevent Maring from getting inside. Now, I did mention Wilmore, and I think he is physical enough to hang with Maring, but I don't want to put it where he's on an island where he's just constantly matched up, and they can use that to success and get him out the game early, and then they'll just pick us apart. So we've got to protect Jordan Wilmore. You can't ask him to do too much, and I think that's going to come from playing a physical defense, clogging up those passing lanes, force Houston Christian to shoot threes. Now, I know I said Houston Christian is a good three-point shooting team, and they are, but I'd prefer to have them risk us beating them from a low percentage shot as opposed to him shooting, you know, 14 to 15 from the field. He does that, and, you know, it's not going to be a recipe for success. After this, the Demons will take on Lamar at home on Saturday before playing both teams again on the road next week. And looking at this mirror scheduling, I do wonder if it does play a factor into the conference playing so chaotic this year with the quick turnarounds as that affects preparation and adjustments. And uh, just telling you from being a previous basketball coach, it's much easier to adjust after a loss than a win. You know, you beat a team like Lamar, for instance, and then you have to play him again in, you know, seven days. That's a not a lot of time to really change what you're doing and with Lamar they see what you're doing they can adjust so for you you don't want to adjust too much because you're going away from what works whereas a typical schedule you might have three or four weeks before you see a team again in that case you've made some adjustments along the way they've made adjustments and then it's almost like preparing for a new team but when you have it back to back it really does make it difficult and it does I do wonder if that has played a factor into the conference being so chaotic so far now, Lamar, who has struggled this year, is partly due to injury, has played a lot better in recent weeks. Uh, they have recent upsets over Corpus Christi and Nichols, and it has, has been said elsewhere, anyone can defeat anyone this year in the Southland Conference, and you cannot have off days. With the Demons team, I do believe the key is patience. Uh, at times, I feel like we try and force our offense instead of adjusting and breaking down other teams' attacks. We'll, I think sometimes kind of shoot our way out of uh, struggling from three-point range or just trying to force shots. Against UNO and Southeastern, I felt we did a lot better job of attacking the paint and stretching their defenses out. And I feel that's what you have to do. You know, if your shot isn't falling, just start dishing it into the paint and just start drawing contact, slowing the game down. Let the game come to you. Uh, every game counts, and it is ultimately up to the NSU team to right 
their destiny so far. On the women's side of things, the Lady Demons are still plagued by inconsistency on offense. Uh, Lady Demons, unfortunately, were 0-2 last week and in both games had trouble finding an offensive rhythm and fell down by double digits in both games. Now, in both games, to their credit, they did fight back and gave themselves a fighting chance toward the end, but uh, unfortunately, we just don't have the squad where we can get down by 10, 20 points and expect great success on that. Uh, Candace Paramore has been a bedrock for the Lady Demons. Uh, she's been great. You can't ask her to do much more. Candace Paramore has been consistent every game her entire career. She'll go down as a Demon great. Uh, I have no doubt she'll be in the in-club Hall of Fame eventually. But someone else has to step up alongside her. Uh, you know, I hate to make comparisons between the men's and women's team, but in this case, I think if you look at the men's team, you can see our successes come in tandems. Sharp and Black, Black and Haney, Garrett and McDonald. Uh, you know, any number of those guys switch them in and out, and you've had that tandem combo, and it presents a problem to other teams when they don't have a clear defensive focus. With the Lady Demons, I don't feel we have that threat. Candace Paramore, she'll show up, but there's no one else showing that consistency week in, week out, game in, game out, that's going to be that companion piece to Cannon Paramore. And it's, as a result, other teams focus on Paramore. They focus on shutting her down. And they don't really respect anyone else on the team to beat them. Now, I don't think it's a lack of ability or weapons, uh, but mainly in execution. <laughs> I like to see us attack the paint more, draw a little more contact. And a big thing, and I do believe Kush Nims kind of touched on this, is we have to be confident with our shot. Uh, you see a lot of times when we'll have open shots, but the ball kind of come out flat. It doesn't have that beautiful arcing motion, uh, which lends to soft bounces and good bounces, but kind of more of a flat shot. And a lot of that, I think, is just a lack of confidence trying to rush the shots. And I would tell the Lady Demons, just be confident in your ability. Take the time to get the shot off. Set yourself. Good follow through. Good things will happen. You know, don't try and... Almost like it's almost like our girls want to shoot their way out of this offensive slump, and it just won't happen. It takes time and patience, uh, so they have to just be confident in their ability. Person I'm still high on, I mentioned it last episode, is Giselle Woodson. I'd still like to see more plays open up for her to drive in the lane. I think she has a great mix of physicality and explosiveness. I think if we can get Paramore going in and we have enough people on the outside to kind of stretch the defensive, you get Paramore coming in and then you have the threat of her cutting around. You know, if Paramore comes in, she takes a back cut, get her inside the lane where she's getting underneath and has to draw contact. I think that can happen. Uh, and again, I do think Giselle Woodson, before her career is over, she is going to be known as one of the better players in Lady Demon history. It's going to happen. Uh, she's really got all the tools needed, just has to open up that offense for her. For both men's and women's teams, you know, there's a lot to accomplish. The NCAA tournament is always your big one, the conference tournament. And the thing I've always said, you know, winning a regular season championship is great, and we should strive for that. But in the Southland, as in many mid-majors, the ultimate goal is to win a conference tournament because that's what's going to get you to the dance. Both men's and women's teams have that capability to do so. On the men's side, I think one thing that does hurt with the conference being so chaotic is that all of the good teams have lost to some pretty weaker teams in conference. And as such, 
you're probably looking at that playing into the South and getting a 14, 15, or 16 seed. Doubt you're going to see anybody in our conference snag an 11 or 12 seed uh, to give yourself a, lead, a little easier matchup. But that's just part of the thing. You know, being a 14, 15, or 16 seed isn't necessarily a death blow, uh, but it will set you up a little tougher. So down the stretch, it'd be good to see somebody really step up and maybe take control and hopefully it'll be the demons and kind of show the committee hey look we have a good team you don't have to put us in as a weaker seed with the lady demons unfortunately with the start you have if we can get in a tournament you're looking at a tough draw and you know that's okay you want to challenge the best teams more than likely uh looking at the way the tournament is kind of shaping up i would see whoever wins this conference it wouldn't surprise me to see them get sent to lsu in the first round which is a team we've played uh, they're playing tremendously. So if you're the Lady Demons, you know, be confident in yourself. Same thing with the Demons team. Be confident. I do thank you for listening this week. Uh, hope you have a really safe and enjoyable weekend. Uh, it's going to be really great uh, atmosphere out at Prather. And uh can't stress enough how awesome the crowds have been, uh, both student section and the casual fans from Natchitoches and the surrounding areas going out to Prather. It really has come across well on TV and on over-the-radio broadcasts. Uh, I want to thank uh, Patrick Netherton, Colin Vidros, and all those guys who have done such a great job bringing demons into and the demon athletics into our homes. Uh, the work they do, I know you don't see it from uh, the couch, but I can tell you from seeing it firsthand in the past, the work they do and the time they put in, it really is extraordinary. And also... Uh, Colin Vitros has a new show coming out as well, so uh, please look on that on uh, Purple Sports Media, KNWD. Uh, please check him out. I know he's a rising star uh, in this world of athletic broadcasts, so uh, let's just appreciate him while he's here. Uh, do want to send out prayer and condolences to the family of Jamin Pugh, otherwise known as Jay Briscoe, who died tragically in an automobile accident last week so prayers and condolences out to his family i uh, hope you have a great uh, weekend uh, if you are going to demon games and lady demons game the cheer of thon and prather uh, please be safe doing so uh, we'll see you next week until then as always forkham demons <laughs>